I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome back to Canto Bite Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I am doing okay, I guess. How are you doing? Good. I'm mostly no longer sick, so that's great. I do not like being sick. I don't think anyone does. No, it's bad. I think generally most people think. I kind of miss having Taco Bell for dinner. And I feel like when I'm sick, because I'm I'm rarely sick. I don't get sick very often. I'm just like, all the fast food restaurants are at my the tip of my fingers. Like, I just want fast food, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I have, like, the infinity gauntlet of, like, fast food like i have like taco bell jack in the box mcdonald's um i forget what else i had but little caesars um but yeah no i'm i'm happy to be healthy again because i can't eat that crap forever even though i would (laughs) love to and now it's back to our regularly i can't think of the term how are you oh you know going along not not much news to report. Well, that's good. Have you been watching anything fun or exciting on the television? Uh, I finally started watching um, Barry on HBO. They just wrapped up their third season, but I just started watching it. That's the uh, Bill Hader as a assassin show. It's pretty good. I'm really liking it. It's a good cast. Um trying to think if there's anything I'm watching MasterChef and oh oh this new uh, show with Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow just started on FX and it is called The Old Man and Bridges is like this ex-CIA agent who is being tracked down by John Gitko, who is this FBI director. It's only two episodes so far, but it's super fucking good. And both of those guys are awesome. So I'm enjoying that one. What about you? Have you been watching anything good? Did you watch anything when you were sick? Uh, 
just watched Kenobi. Um, I, so nothing good. Nothing good. Um, actually, what's really good and what's better than Kenobi is Miss Marvel. Oh my God, Miss Marvel is so cute. I, I I wish I didn't say I was like surprised how cute it was because like the first episode like I was like oh cool like the family dynamic and everything then like episode two just like hit and I'm like I'm I love this I love the style I love all the characters I I think this is a really good show and I'm so sad to hear that like apparently it's not doing well on Disney plus I mean I feel like the, the, I mean, part of the problem is what do you have to compare it to? Like you have to compare it to, I mean, every other show has been known characters. Yeah. So, and so it is like, it does have a handicap there. If you're trying to compare it to the ratings for like Loki or Hawkeye or something, because Miss Marvel hasn't been in the movies, but she's freaking awesome. I, I was kind of worried just because I love that character so much from the comics. Uh, I I just thought she was complete joy when she was first introduced. And I think they did a really good job capturing her. They, I mean, they changed her powers and her origins, but in ways that make sense for the MCU. And to, like the heart of the character is still the same. And I'm so glad that like they're showing so much of her heritage and stuff, because that's super important to that character. And I think the actress is friggin' incredible. They did a good job with her. Her first acting job, like crazy, crazy good. I'm I'm so happy for her. Like she has such a bright future ahead of her. Um, yeah, I, I love her, I love her parents. I love her dad. Oh my god, her dad when he shows up in the Hulk costume. I wanted to cry. I think I did. Oh my heart, my heart. Father-daughter daughter relationships get me every time. And when he's so sad because she hurts his feelings. oh. I was so sad. I would do anything to show up to a convention with my dad dressed up as the Hulk. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, I'm still trying to convince my parents to go to London with us. My mom wants to go. I know. When I, I mean, hear it's a something... good place to take a vacation. Do you know who my mom met the other day? Who? Randy. How? Oh, Raj, our oh, friend, okay. our, our friend Raj had a little little get together, and my parents were there, and they met all the Sith, most of the Sith, the California Sith listers. So she met Randy. She met Les, or my dad was there too. He met them too. But yeah, it was fun. It was interesting because, like, I was explaining to them, I'm like, because especially like Randy, I'm like. Randy's one of the biggest reasons why we're here. You know, I listened to Randy when he was on a previous podcast and now Randy's on the podcast where I found Carlos. Oh, yeah, it's all full, full circle. So it's cool. Like seeing my parents, like with like my other family, <laughs> um, you know, the whole day my mom kept asking when's steel getting here. When is Steel getting here? Oh no, Steel's in Australia. <laughs> I know. No, he he was he showed up. Okay. Uh, this is like uh, two Saturdays ago. He showed up late, so unfortunately, they missed each other. But I feel like they'll they'll meet each other again sometime. I don't know. Maybe 
Maybe London. No, I have no idea. But yeah, it was it was fun. But Miss Marvel's good. Um, super not supernatural. Wow, that's a throwback. Um, Stranger Things. We finished that I think like a week or two ago, and the new seasons are really fucking good. I'm out. I'm no. I've just I. I didn't watch it when it came out, and I looked at it and thought, I just don't give a shit anymore. It's hard because when you binge the season, you're like, oh, cool, this was a good season. And then, like, a year or two goes by, and then, like, you forget everyone. And then you watch the next season, and then it's like, okay, cool, that was a good season. Like, it's just, it's a very forgettable season, or it's just a very forgettable show, but it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed the first three seasons when I watched them, but I, I, I don't know. I just don't care. Like, it came out, and I went, oh, yeah, and I'll get to that eventually. And also, I don't, I can't deal with how long the episodes are this season. That immediately puts me off. I just, I don't know. I'd rather, oh, I'll watch, I'd rather watch some more episodes of Columbo or something. Like, I just, I just can't care anymore. I love David Harbour. I like Winona Ryder a lot, but other than that, eh. I know. I miss Ted Lasso. When's that going to be back on? I, sometime soon-ish. But then it's the last season, and I don't want that. So. And I feel like Bake Off should be coming back soon. Maybe. I don't know. Britain's so weird with their fucking seasons. Like, they just put them on whenever they want to. Like, we want to see cake, too. Like, why why do you hold cake back from us? Like, I, I mean, know. I understand. it. We, we are America, so I get I also, it. There's also this weird thing where, like, we announce when our shows are coming on, like, months and months in advance, generally. Like, we'll know, like, oh, like... We have the premiere date for Andor like three months before it starts. But in like the UK and Australian shit, you'll get stuff where it's like, oh, there's a premiering next week. Crazy. Uh, anything else going on? Do you think that when we're in London, we're going to meet Paul Hollywood? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because it's a very small place. I mean, like, he's probably a Star Wars fan, right? Sure. Why not? I, I just feel like that he'll be in the area, maybe. Okay. I, I mean, there's people I would rather meet. Like, he's not particularly high on the people I want to meet list, but... Wait, so who's on the... like? Who, let's say that a wild Emily appears uh-huh. in London. Okay. From April 7th to the 11th. Okay. Who does Emily see? Uh, Ian McKellen. That's a good answer. I'd like to eat me Ian McKellen. That's a... Not... No, I don't know why I'm thinking Mysterio. Magneto. Magneto. Thank you. And I would like to meet Roy Kent. Not the actor, the, like the person Roy Kent, who is real. 
Oh yeah, no, he'll he'll be at celebration. Like he's he's there yelling at everyone, like all the people saying like about Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, you fucker, fuck you, Kathleen Kennedy. Like is fine. I just want him to like growl at me, and then I can go along my way. Is there anyone above Paul Hollywood on your list of British people you'd like to meet? Well, I know Robert Pattinson lives in London. That would okay. be like cool for like 14 year old me um i mean he is batman yeah he was a pretty good batman i think that he's He's my favorite batman he's an excellent batman and it outside of the michael keaton movies might be my favorite batman movie i don't know i'm gonna have to sit on that one for a while but it's really fucking good who else oh there's this really big artist and I'm his biggest fan. I don't think that mm-hmm. you've heard of him. Okay. I mean, you probably have because he's pretty big, but he also does a podcast. Really? Um, yeah. Like, and it's a pretty mm-hmm. good podcast. And he does it with like a couple of like other guys too. And like, they all, they're all pretty cool. They have their own little things, you know. Um, but he's an artist. And what's, like, what's this artist's name? Chris Hall. Oh, you know what? I actually, I have a message from you from Chris Hall. Oh my God. No, you do not. (laughs) No, I actually do. What? (laughs) Because world famous artist Chris Hall said to tell you hi from your favorite celebrity. Oh my God. Wow. You know, just celebrities just make the world go round. Like they, they just, they really do just. The fact that celebrity artist Chris Hall told you to say hi to me, like, mm-hmm. this is insane. <laughs> and and I got a package from him today. Oh, my God. And he sends fans mail? Yeah, it's pretty intense. I No, it's because I, when we were at Celebration, I didn't take a copy of the Spider's Touch print that he did. So he sent me. <laughs> several of them so now i have a bunch i'm really fighting to have that hung in my apartment but (laughs) carlos is because we have a bunch of posters from Mm -hmm. like previous celebrations and previous conventions that you want to hang up because like we have this like blank random wall that like needs something but it's just as hard because it's just it's it's a stupid wall so i was thinking of like cascading some of the celebration art or just celebration stuff that you've received and i really want a spider's touch to end up up there somehow because i mean it's it's important to me it's important to you know us and especially you know i already have some of you know celebrity chris hall's art displayed in my china cabinet so i think that some of my favorite celebrity artist chris hall's art should be displayed in my home you know and also, it's just a really, really good print. I don't know what the problem would be. It is. It's art. So. And it's signed by the artist. Like, yeah. who gets that kind of shit? You yeah. know? Okay. I'm going to have a little talk with Carlos about this. Yeah, you sh- you should. Okay. I'm, yeah. Because I have things that he wants rights to. So we'll make a trade. That's a pretty good trade. Wow. I'll, I'll I'll let him know. Okay, we need to get this going yeah. so I can tell yeah. him. We're putting we're putting together a deal. The, 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 I, I'm going to need more than that, but yeah, we'll work okay. something out. 
Yeah, no, we, we, I definitely want to. Yeah. Well, on to bigger and more exciting things. Well, not not bigger and, and more exciting than celebrity Chris Hall. I'm just I'm just saying, yeah. like in general, because I mean, like Chris Hall is exceeding the expectations of just you know. You think of I I, I can't even describe the adjectives or the characteristics of celebrity artist Chris Hall. Celebrity artist, celebrity podcaster, celebrity in our hearts. Oh, definitely a celebrity in our hearts. 110%. We need to talk about this Disney Plus show that's, like, really big right now. And, like, it's taking over, like, everyone. Um, and we've, we've briefly talked about it the two or podcast ago. But three episodes have aired since we've last discussed. So I wanted to have the opportunity to discuss them with you because I, I feel like no one feels the way that I do about this show. And I think that I might have found someone who might agree with me about the way that I feel about this show. Very quick sidebar. I just looked down at my phone because it lit up and the uh, 3D printed Tarkin head that I bought off Etsy just shipped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah i bought people listening to the show i bought a slightly smaller than life-size 3d printed tarkin head it's sold as like a headphone stand you know but um yeah i make bad decisions when it's late at night and i have friends who enable me making bad decisions by encouraging them you know, I'm glad that you bought that because I would have bought that for you if you didn't buy that for yourself. <laughs> I was literally like I was watching it like as soon I was almost waiting for you to say, you know what? I'm not going to buy it because I, I was about to put that in my cart. <laughs> no, I bought it. Because I, I, I put it I, when I was just looking at it, I put it up on, on Instagram being like, I shouldn't buy this, right? And my friend Kevin, not Kev from Scruffy Cooking Podcasters, another Kevin, he's, he, he messaged me being like, Okay, look, nobody should own this, but you should own this. And I thought, yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> it's like someone knows you and knows what you want, and then they just make it knowing that you're going to buy it. I also I also uh, this weekend emailed a tattoo artist to see about getting a Peter Cushing tattoo. Oh, where are you going to put waiting? it? Uh, my arm. Like my upper arm, I'm not sure I've right or left yet, but I'm waiting to hear back from her. But it might be it might be a while because I follow her on Instagram, and apparently her her wife is like has a like fucked up back right now, so she's canceling a ton of shit. But Aww. hopefully, hopefully I'll hear about her back soon. You should do Tarkin on one arm and Mendo on the other, so like you have like imperial arms. Yeah. I now, I know this is crazy, because, like, it is, but I feel it's less weird to get, like, a classic dead actor than it is to get an actor who is alive. Like, I feel like, I, also, I feel like there's never going to be a bad story that comes about about Peter Cushion. I don't have to worry about that. The dude's been dead since the 90s and is, like, 
everything we know about him is total sweetheart, totally devoted to his wife, super good dude. I'm not saying there's anything bad about Mendelssohn. I'm just saying, getting a living actor uh, tattooed on you in the year of our Lord, 2022, kind of a risk. Okay, wait, I got it. I, I got it. I got it. So Peter on one arm, mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers on the other. Okay, there we go. That's like two good arms. Yeah. Nothing yeah. bad will ever happen to those arms. No. Arthritis, go fuck yourselves. I have yeah. two incredible men on my arms. Maybe like a little Kermit the Frog under that. Oh, yeah. Just like. Then it's, then it's like all my favorite people. Oh, my God. There you go. Genius. I, I do kind of like the idea of having an entire sleeve that's just nice. It's just a sleeve of nice. Oh, man. Put Ted Lasso in there, too. <laughs> Since this season's going to end, so we don't have to worry about him. Well. Okay, let's talk about this stupid fucking show that I don't want to talk about. So, episode three, they took the transport to the the weird planet. And then they met Freck. And it was more the, believable. The, the mole guy, right? Yeah, that I thought was Seth Rogen, but it was actually um, Zach Braff. Dude, I also thought it was Seth Rogen when I first heard it. Because it sounds like, it, like, I guess it's Zach Braff doing a fucking... Seth Rogen impersonation because it sounds exactly like him. I know. Like when he was like, oh, that's a weird story. I'm like, I just saw Seth Rogen and Pam and Tommy. Like I have to, I mean, no disrespect, but God, that, that no, character I'm, he played. I, I'm, I'm just glad somebody else thought that because I thought I was losing my fucking mind. No, no, I was losing my fucking mind too. <laughs> but so we meet some new characters Ones that names I've already forgotten. Okay. Let me go on the Obi-Wan Kenobi Wikipedia to find them out. Well, there's Tala. Yeah, Tala. Tala's great. She's an undercover rebel. I love that about her. Yeah, she's cool. I like that actress. She was good in... in, um... Game of Thrones and she was super good in Rome I think she's died in every show I've seen her in fairly horribly she has a robot named Ned B who's like super cool doesn't say a word he's like a cat we all like cats because they don't talk back at you so he's a good robot I'm, I'm happy to look I love me some like sarcastic funny robots we can take a break from that for a while. I like the quiet robot who does not say anything. It was a nice change for Star Wars. I I really like that too. Like I I thought it was nice that we got like a quiet, not three PO, not like comedy relief, like just a nice like gentle, but would hit you with the sledgehammer droid. Yeah, and we get like we see that they're doing this whole thing of hey let's. Let's help Jedi and Force-sensitive people escape. Yeah, so there's this thing called the path. And 
It hides outlaws of the Empire. And then Obi-Wan finds out, oh, fuck, Quinlan Voss is alive. So good job, Sal. You, you're back in Star Wars. <laughs> Congratulations. Look, the problem, I like Quinlan Voss. They can never, Quinlan, I, we can never have Quinlan Voss on a show because as soon as Quinlan Voss shows up and is not Sal Perales, I, I can't accept it. I I don't know. Like, what if, like, I mean, I, I don't want to say anything yet, but I mean, we, we already have friends in Star Wars. You might as well have more. I mean, we have oh, Ajax. True. We have Corey. Like, we just, there's just so many of our friends that are just in Star Wars now. Like, when are we going to be in yeah. Star Wars? Like, we're, you'll see us in Andor. No, I'm totally kidding. I, that'd be I don't want to be in Star Wars. Andor is the last show I would want to be in. I want I, if I if I was going to be in Star Wars, it would have to be a Star Wars I didn't care about. Yeah, I know. I would be like nervous because I'm like, what if like it's a bad angle or something? Or I, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I'm just thinking like because like Andor, I want to be able to watch the show and be completely invested in it and not know anything about it going in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's hard. But then, like, you would already, like, know so much about, like, the show going on. I mean, you know, yeah, still well, I don't being, want that. yeah, still be an Ajax citizen. I mean, like, he probably knew about, like, all the Inquisitors and everything, like, before everyone else. He he probably got to be, like, really close to, like, Rupert Friend, which, like, that's great. Um, but anyways, so we see vader on a planet oh we sure do see vader and he's out he's choking people like he's ready to fucking fight and obi-wan fucking isn't so every time that obi-wan gets the chance he runs i respect the fuck out of that because i do the same fucking thing okay but he doesn't run he scurries and it is fucking laughable Every time it happens, it is so badly blocked and, like, badly filmed that it just seems silly, and I hated it. And I, I kind of feel like that's kind of, like, the running theme, because I feel like, you know, little Leia, like, she's probably, like, a super fast runner, but I feel like every scene of her running is just, like, super slow. And at first, because, like, I heard the criticism of that, and I'm like whatever like she's just a kid whatever but then seeing like obi-wan like scurry off like i was just kind of thinking like this is really showing how fucking terrified he is that he can't even stay here and confront vader because he's that fucking scared because you see him you you see him tense up when he feels vader's presence like you you feel it yeah the, the problem is watching somebody just scurry away in a very silly manner is not particularly compelling television the other problem is and this will go like into some of my complaints about the like the next two episodes really is having this confrontation here fucks the rest of your show <laughs> because they're trying to like okay so we get like this i mean i think frankly a bad fight scene but if we didn't have this fight scene here then the scene in these past couple episodes where they're almost, you know, it's like Vader is coming and Obi-Wan is getting away. And is he going to get away? Or are we going to have this confrontation? That's so much more of like this intense anticipation. If we hadn't seen them fight two episodes ago. 
And it just, it's so weird because they build it up as it's like, oh, they're fine going to confront each other again. But we just saw that and it was stupid and bad because like, and, and look, I've heard many different excuses for this, but this scene when he's calling the fire and burning Obi-Wan, but then more fire comes up and suddenly he can't use the force to do anything about it. And, and Obi-Wan gets away. And I've heard people be like, oh, well, he let him get away. Why? If you let him get away, you can't, um, for some reason, you can't immediately go back five minutes later to him being totally devoted to catching Obi-Wan and it's the only thing he cares about anymore. Like, you can't do it both ways. So you need to have a better way that Obi-Wan gets away from him or just don't do this stupid fucking scene at all because it's terrible and dumb looking. I just don't understand, like, why they needed to fight. Like, why they needed to see each other. I mean... In episode three? Jesus, the bad idea. And it's ridiculous to me, because after watching this series, I feel like they really should have just ended it with just the two episodes. He goes off, (laughs) he rescues Leia, finds out that Vader's fucking alive, returns Leia, and, like, that's it. Because... Dragging this on so much because I I know that sounds ridiculous, but I think that it works because that's all he needs to do is to find out that Anakin is alive. That is really the only thing that I ever thought I was okay with dealing with. And then these next episodes kept coming out. And, you know, part three, okay, like, it was terrifying seeing Vader. Like, Vader scares the living fuck out of me. The more I see him, the more, like, I I can't do it. Because he's oh, just see, so I, fucking scary. I think the exact opposite. The more we see him, the, the lamer I think it is. Like, the more we see him, he just seems like it's, like, a not even particularly good version of Michael Myers or something. Like, Michael, like, it's just not scary. He's scary when he's just, like, silent dude who we know can choke the fuck out of somebody. When he's in there now, it's like when he's doing the stupid yelling or anything else, I'm like, oh, this guy's not scary anymore because now we've seen a shit ton of him. And nothing will make your villains less scary than too much screen time. And the worst part is it's not even James Earl Jones. It's just Hayden speaking into a little box that sounds like James Earl Jones. It, just fucking hire somebody who can do James Earl Jones's voice. It's not that hard. I mean, like, God bless Hayden. Like, he had to gain 30 pounds to fit into the suit. And he's here. He's living, loving, laughing. Like, good for you, buddy. Yeah, but, but Darth Vader sounds like James Earl Jones. And that sounded like a robot, which is not how Darth Vader is supposed to sound. And I get James Earl Jones is 90, so you can't be a James Earl Jones anymore. However, hire somebody who can do it in James Earl Jones' voice. There's plenty of voice actors who could do it. Plenty of voice actors who have done it. Hire somebody. Hire, please just hire people. Stop and, using fucking computers for goddamn everything. And don't throw your main characters into fire. I was not fucking expecting that for just Vader trying to like fucking like annihilate him. 
oh my fucking god and then yeah he just leaves him because like i feel like i was in the party of oh he just wants to leave him because he wants a better fight like he wants to fucking fight him and he knows that obi-wan's weak right now and it's not fair fight knowing that your opponent's weak like he wants to make this fair he, he didn't want a fair fight he tried to roast him to death exactly so like that's that's why I feel like the more that I watch this, the more conflicted I am because I don't know what kind of story is being told to me. Like, I don't understand like what, what kind of story we're getting out of this other than, Oh, look, there's Darth Vader. We like Darth Vader. We've liked him since 1977. Well, it's not 1977 anymore, sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel that's kind of just Star Wars now. Is hey, it's that thing you like, but I don't know. And then it's like Leia gets fucking kidnapped again. She's on a different spaceship now. She's on the spaceship on the water planet. That's for some reason like by the lava planet. And I didn't think that that was like okay for like two plan. Uh, I don't know. Space, go fuck yourself. But Obi Wan magically makes it onto the water planet and then he's able to get Leia but then he finds this like crazy ass like Jedi tomb where they just like put all the fucking Jedi in there which uh, is he, uh, yeah he, he then fucking knows what what's going on I'm, I, 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 I I'm just gonna go with fucking whatever weird cloning shit they're trying to do but I also never want to hear the story of Palpatine and all his stupid ass clones but that's kind of what I assumed it was. Oh, I just thought it, they were just showing them there to like, you know, like just disgustingly show off. Like, look at all the Jedi that we've killed. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a possibility too. But I, just, I didn't. I'm like, eh. The Empire's like, weird and dumb, so like I'm not we surprised. Get it. Like, yeah, it's like we get it. The Inquisitors are bad guys. Like, I understand. <laughs> yeah, and then. Reva tries to interrogate Leia. And that doesn't go very well because Leia's force sensitive. And I can't believe that no one has found that out. Leia's been here this whole time. It does. It does seem like somebody should maybe suspect that slightly. Yeah, just a little bit, you know, because, you know, the Rise of Skywalker, we see her with the lightsaber. Like she uses them and like she's just here, like playing these mind games like, I don't know. Then, like, they try to kill her. We all know how that ends up. And then she, then Obi Wan rescues her because he he's Obi Wan or no Ben. He's Ben according to her. And then they leave in big man little coat. He has giant coat, and she follows. I hate it. Like, if you're gonna do that. You got to play the scenes for laughs, which they don't. And so it's just this weird, stupid thing that happens. And it's annoying. And then they get away. Hey, they get away, but they get away because Reva's tracked them using Lola. Like, stunning. Fantastic. Oh, okay. All right. Here, here's the thing. We can we see that you know that we like we 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 go on the on the little droids. We know the little trackers on the droid. I don't have a problem with the tracker on the droid. I do I do have a problem in the next episode 
when Leia finds out about it finally, and there's a giant fucking glowing restrainer bolt on this teeny little droid that somehow they did not destroyed who was her best friend that they didn't realize had a tracking device on it sooner. They either need to add you to the writing room or get better writers because... The the show is so sloppy. It's sloppy. And I hate that I'm not surprised by just the lack of anything that this has showed us. Dude, and this is the fucking rewritten shit. Like, this is the, oh, we got to retool this whole show because it's not working. And this is what we got. And I got, I mean, this fucking, like, look, I didn't, I didn't like episode, I thought episode three was terrible, because I hate that stupid fucking Vader shit. I thought episode four was, like, there's okay stuff in there with Leia, but it's mostly fucking terrible. And then we get to this episode, which everybody was fucking wanking themselves off over, which (laughs) I, I get a call from my brother on on Thursday, I'm on the train, and he's like, "Have you seen this fucking Kenobi yet?" <laughs> <laughs> For the next forty-five minutes, he is—he hated this episode so much. He's like, "I'm not—I'm just not going to watch the last episode." I know there's one episode more, only one episode more. I'm not watch fucking fuck this show, and it made me very happy because I can't deal with how good people think this episode is compared to my feeling like sometimes i can go i know like i just like diff star wars differently than people do but this episode is a mess like everything about it the direction is weird the like the way they like put the scenes together is strange and is all like doesn't make sense from scene to scene the fight choreography sucks i'm sorry this this battle between this flashback fight I have so many problems with that. I don't even know where to start. First of all, I know that they didn't like, they didn't do like Luke levels of de-aging, but they made somehow Hayden Christensen look older than he does in real life now. It's not just, oh, he doesn't look like, you know, a dude in his early 20s like Anakin should be but they somehow managed to fuck up his face to where he looks older and occasionally when he moves looks like a goddamn Street Fighter character also it is I know Star Wars is not subtle but the way they try to make this fight scene be the way that Obi-Wan and Anakin know each other's moves and what they're gonna do is so ridiculously over the top on the nose that it makes me not just like that's annoying like it makes me upset because it is such shitty storytelling that is so insulting to the audience's intelligence and also it's just not a good fight it's like fan made Like, it reminds me of the old Knights of the Old Republic, like, fan-made movies. 
this is the 2020 version of that sh- or 2022 version of that shit. Like it is painful just seeing I I don't know what was worse. The fact that they looked terrible or their fucking wigs. Like oh my god. Obi-Wan's wig was so fucking bad. And I mean, like, he's so easy. Like, it's so easy. Because he could have any look and he can look. Because, I mean, Ewan just doesn't age. And I mean, like, that's that's fine, baby. But hate sweet summer child Hayden, I mean, I get it. Like, he didn't want CGI. I'm good. I'm just happy to be here. Love this for you. Get better wigs. Like, just at least make the wig look presentable because Dude, wait, just, they they couldn't even get clothes that fit them correctly like what the fuck is going on with star wars like how much money did they spend on the show and where the hell did that money go first because two episodes it is, it is not on the goddamn screen and like later when when he when vader is pulling down the ship the the scale's all wrong. Because that ship is not that far away from them. But Vader looks like he's about 300 feet tall. Because he is as big as... It, like, it's not just like, a, like oh, it's just perspective. Like, no, because the ship is right fucking there. They're in this hangar. We saw the ship before. It looked enormous. It It's bad. I, okay, also, I have a question. Okay, Vader. Very, very attuned to the Force. Very powerful. Very... What is the whole thing, Right. Powerful enough to pull a spaceship out of the sky. Not powerful enough to sense nobody's on that ship. I hate that. It's so stupid. But Emily, Hayden was there. Obi-Wan was there. We gotta fight. He <sighs> he took something out of the sky. It's like Starkiller and, and Force oh Unleashed. God. But Emily, this is the greatest thing I have ever seen on television. But Emily, I my childhood trauma erased. My oh. pores cleared. Like this is the great no, like this This it's is embarrassing. Bad. It's bad. It's badly done. It's badly edited. Again, like the like the inconsistencies from scene to scene with with the stuff with Riva and the stormtroopers and how like how many stormtroopers there were or like just the way they edit it that it seems so friggin weird when Obi-Wan suddenly there again after the scene with Reva and I get like she let him go but I need some sort of thing of how she thought that was playing out when she told Vader she had him and then she's like oh no actually he's over with everybody else even though all these stormtroopers I'm with just saw me have him on his knees. I don't, I don't get any of that. Like there needed, there, it felt like there was a scene missing of her, of him, of her, like, pre, you know, where it's like a pretend escape or something where she just lets him get away. But it was weird. And I, okay. I, I am fine with the, Reva actually wants to kill Vader thing. I think that's actually a neat little touch. But then you get this whole Vader sensed it all along and I guess was just like 
fucking with her. And I get she's like a good inquisitor and everything, but it still seems weird that Vader, who like breaks people's necks at the drop of a hat, is like, ah, we'll just see where this goes to the point of like making her or saying that she's the whatever the fucking lead inquisitor is called. But it's like, haha, just kidding. Like, it just it seems like silly. I wish that I enjoyed this. I wish that I didn't have so many questions that I have. But it's comforting to know that we aren't alone thinking these things and thinking that this is such lazy script writing. Like, I can't believe that they just relied on we're bringing back these characters and nothing else. Like, it is comically yeah. bad. And I, and I liked those first two episodes. And yes, part of it was definitely like seeing it in a crowd. But part of it was like, there's some good acting there. And some like actually some pretty good writing in it. You get the stuff with, with I mean, Jimmy Smith is awesome. And so when you get the stuff with him and Leia, it's friggin' adorable and great. And I love them. And I... I thought the the stuff w- on Tatooine was good. The the stuff with I as much as I don't want this to be like about Luke Skywalker, which apparently the last episode seems like it definitely is going to be, but the the stuff between Owe of Owen and and Obi Wan I think is something you could actually explore and do something interesting with, like how angry he is. And the fact that he just wants to protect Luke, but you got this fucking Jedi who's still hanging about causing problems. Like, I think there's stuff there, but I don't know. I just, again, it's just the pacing of the show is weird. And now we're going to go back to see your little Luke. And I'm like, eh, no. We already we decided the show is about Leia can just be about her. These characters should not have been touched. We should have just left them with George and that's it. The story should have never happened. The story didn't need to happen. All it's going to do is just add confusion, you know, for those people out there who watch New Hope and hear Leia talk about you served my father in the Clone Wars, but also you saved me from Fleek. Um, I don't know. Like, I I really like the two ep- first two episodes. I really think that that was their bread and butter, and that was what they spent the most money on. Because those, it, it seems like it's a different show now. It's kind of like Book and Boba, how, like, the first couple episodes are really fucking good Star Wars, and then they went to shit. Like, it's, it's like, this recurring theme that Star Wars is having where they're trying to reintroduce new things, and they're like, oh, God, this is too fucking much, and they just have to show nostalgia stuff, because... Like, it's like now I'm like, okay, so what's gonna happen halfway through Andor? Like, suddenly we're gonna be like, meanwhile on Tatooine... Like, it's just, it's ridiculous and it's insulting to us because, like, we aren't 
we're we deserve storytelling we deserve but like here's the thing is why bother if people are gonna like come all over themselves every time they see the like vader light his lightsaber up or pull a fucking ship out of the sky and rip it apart then like why 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 try why try to do anything good It just it's it makes me feel like it just uh, you know this isn't for me and then, like I'm okay with that but then it's like well what the fuck is for me then like Star Wars should be for fucking everyone and like it's just turned into this like no, fucking no, I mean, like, yeah, like things can't be for everybody like it just just does yeah. not it's not like a thing that exists but I do think you could. You could make a show that that pulls all these same nostalgia buttons and like not do it as shittily as they've done it here. You could have a better script. You could have a better director. You could have a better cinematographer and do all this same stuff. And I still wouldn't enjoy the show, but at least I wouldn't think that it also in like in addition to being like badly written looked like shit like it shouldn't look like shit this looks like a goddamn sci-fi channel show and i don't understand how that's possible having this being one of the biggest hyped things for this streaming service rely on hayden christensen in a wig obi-wan in the desert and Darth Vader pulling something out of the sky. Pretty shitty. Uh, I, just, I don't know. I feel like if Andor is bad, I'm kind of done. That's fair. Like, I'll watch, I'll watch Taika Waititi's movie because I'll watch whatever movie Taika Waititi puts out. But in terms of the shows... Because Andor should be a show that I fucking love. And Obi-Wan makes me incredibly fucking worried for it. I wish I wasn't this surprised of how bad it would be. Because I knew it wouldn't be good. I knew that Star Wars was doing this thing where they like to have people point at the screen like the fucking Leonardo DiCaprio gif of like hey I know this I know this person oh my god they're doing a thing that they did once like 20 years ago fuck I just came and like I just like I it's just it's annoying it's annoying I mean, good for you if you like it. I fucking don't. I want actual storytelling. This is not actual storytelling. This is lazy writing. So many great unknown writers could have come together and written a better story than this. I just... It's not that original Star Wars is like this wondrous piece of writing or anything like that 
But, and this was actually something I was talking to my brother about is standard standards are different now. And I, I would say like in television, like standards are incredibly high now. I mean, yeah, the like stupid shitty network television is, all, is always going to exist. But when, when we live in a world where, where HBO can put out the shit that it puts out and, you know, I, I don't, I don't understand why Star Wars can't be better. Like, I get it's not like, oh, it's not going to be The Sopranos, but why isn't it going to be The Sopranos? Like, there's no reason that you couldn't do a genre show and have it be that well-written. There just, there, there isn't. Like, you could you can do well-written shit, and they just haven't. And it's incredibly frustrating. Why is everyone so basing everything off of some story that George Lucas wrote, like, 40-something years ago? Like, well, why? I mean, I mean, that, that's like an, an Obi-Wan show was never going to like break those molds. Nothing ever will. Let's be honest. Uh, fingers crossed for Taika. I mean, he says he's doing something that like opens up new parts of the galaxy. But I kind of feel like there's only so far that they're going to let him go. Nothing will ever challenge us because the challenge doesn't want to challenge us. Well, and it, again, like, why, why fucking bother? Like, when you see the like, even, even like, slightly challenging people, the way Last Jedi did. It's not like Last Jedi is a fucking challenging movie. They, they, he, they, he made Luke Skywalker a jerk. Like that's the only thing challenging about that movie, and people were sending him fucking death threats. It was the worst thing, and then they killed him. He was an asshole. Then he died. Oh my god, Ryan Johnson should never do movies again, especially uh, Who Done It. Never do those, Ryan, because ah, oh, terrible. Look. look it, as much as I want a Ryan Johnson trilogy, I want better things for him than that. And also, I just want to watch Daniel Craig talk in a ridiculous accent forever. So, even like Coruscant looked like shit. It just like it, 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 no one's trying. I, they gave us a video game cutscene. It's incredible. Just absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah, look. So by the time this episode comes out, the final episode would have been up, out for a couple of days, so God only knows. I just... Like, I'm going to watch it right away, just so I don't... Well, not right away, because right away it'd be like 3 o'clock in the morning. But I'm going to watch it the first day, just so I don't get spoiled. But I, if I didn't have a podcast where I talked about Star Wars, I think I might kind of just do what my brother is doing and not bothering. I have shows that I like a hell of a lot more than Kenobi that I have never finished. <laughs> I just wish it didn't exist so it wouldn't disappoint me. <laughs> That's how I feel about a lot of people. 
Yeah, but the best thing about those people is, like, you can forget them because, like, no one talks about them. But, like, with this fucking show, everyone talks about it. So it's, like, I can only forget that you exist when it's over because then no one's going to be putting a screenshot of old Hayden acting like a Padawan. I mean, God bless Hayden. Like, God bless Hayden. So happy he's here. None of it's his fault. It's not his fault the show fucking sucks. He's fine. Yeah, but I have to say that because, I mean, just in case he's listening, like, it's (laughs) not you, baby. It's not you. Look, if you're still with us, like, there's much. We have friends who are much more positive about this show than us. You can can listen to Steel. Nah, fuck him. You can listen to um, Scrappy Boys. Oh, fuck who are a little, all of them. Who are a little, who are a little mixed on some of the some of the other episodes. And fuck like, all of them. Yeah, uh, you can you can listen to you can listen to Blue Harvest. Oh, I can't say that. No, I, I knew I, I knew I, I knew that one would get you. Not even as a, not even as a joke. Can you say that? I fucking can't. I fucking can't because there's this raccoon in my parents' backyard named Shrugs, and. Uh, He's, he even says I can't say that. Okay. Yeah, you can't. All raccoons are friends of Oz Burkhart, so you can't. You can't piss off shrugs. No, you can't. Even though he keeps swimming in the swimming pool, like. You you should see you should see if if shrugs will guest on Blue Harvest. I'm sure he would. I don't know. My dad says that he hasn't been shown around since the swimming pool incident. So. Okay. Oh, well, I hope shrugs is okay. Uh, he's probably fine. He just, you know, he's a raccoon. You know, they're they're like moody teenagers sometimes. Yeah, I guess I just, I feel I feel bad that you don't like the show because I know that you love the fucking prequel shit, and you wanted the show to be good even though you suspected it would not be. So I wish you liked it more. I'm fine with not liking it because I'm used to not liking Star Wars. But yeah, it's totally fine. I mean, the most prequels I've received since Disney bought Star Wars is Rogue One, to be honest. And like, I'm I'm totally okay with that because I really liked Rogue One, and that's fine. Like, you know, I can't like everything, but also, yeah, it's a bummer. Like, Obi Wan was one of my favorite Star Wars characters, and I guess it's cool now because like, there's better. Star Wars characters than Obi-Wan now. So I guess that's a good thing. It's a blessing and a curse, but I just don't think the show should have existed. It didn't need to exist. Um, it's just the first two episodes, maybe, like, that's where they should have just cut it. Oh, they got my hopes up. Ugh, they got my hopes up. That that makes me almost more mad. <sighs> lazy. Just fucking lazy. But what do you do? Um, I don't know. Have some stupid shit with little Luke, I guess. Fuck Luke Skywalker. Ugh. I tell you, fucking Last Jedi is the only time he's ever been an interesting character. Insane. I don't need to see him as some little fucking shit-nosed little kid. That scene with him sleeping was too long. I know he's sleeping. I don't give a fuck. Well, also, I just I don't need it in the last episode to suddenly be oh Luke is in danger. Like I just whatever, it's fine. 
I guess it means we'll get to see Jill Edgerton some more. He's good. Hopefully we'll get to see Aunt Beru. Um, just have Joel Ed- give Joel Edgerton something to do. Like, I don't, I don't understand why you hired Joel Edgerton to say, like, three lines of dialogue. Dude is way better of an actor than anybody on this show by, like, a f- fucking country mile. Yeah, but Rupert Friend is alive. He's back. I like Rupert Friend, but I just think this Inquisitors are fucking stupid, and I swear to God, if we see somebody flying on one of those fucking things, I'm going to entirely lose my shit. If we see those goddamn Hellasabers. What a waste of a show. What a waste of time. Hey, but then, like, after next week, we don't have to talk about it anymore. So there's that. It's like it almost didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. What else we need to do tonight? Well, I was going to say email, but... Um, I promised a, a diary entry, so I'm trying to find a good one. I'm trying to find a good one. I thought I had one, but it wasn't right. Don't ask me what determines what's right or wrong. I don't know. Ha. <clears throat> <sighs> This fucking show. Like, and it, it, it's like I feel crazy because it's like I'm watching this with Carlos, who's like the happiest, the most positive <laughs> motherfucker there fucking is. So I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, what well, though? It was pretty good. And I'm just, I feel bad because like I'm just, just this rain cloud of no fun. So that's. Oh, no. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking walking down broadway on my way back to my apartment like yelling at the end of the phone talking to my brother so okay i got it Ooh. okay welcome to Brittany reads entries from her teenage diary come with us on a journey as we explore the diary of Brittany brown and now here's your host Brittany Brown. All right. So September 2010, sophomore in high school. Um, Jesus fucking Christ, you make me feel so old. I know. You know, this was when youth group was, was there. I was there every Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. to... Fucking whenever. Not only was I already in New York, I was already working at the job I currently have. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. The quote for this one is, I am not sure. I am not so sure about that. The title for this one is Attacking People's Faces. September 30th, 2010. This month has been stupid. Ever since... 
<laughs> yeah, you could, yeah. Ever since staying up until 12 in the morning talking to Chuck about how he fucked up and yesterday, this weekend I went beach camping with all my friends and that was really fun. I got a little distracted because Blair was bitching at me the other night, but other than that it was really fun. Then Serena told me that Chuck told her that he still liked me, which was weird to me. This week has been intense in both weird and crazy ways. On Monday, there was a lockdown at our school because of a suspicious package that later was found out to be party supplies. And it was hot as fuck outside. Funny enough, um, actually not funny, this was an episode of Dateline. Um, my high school, um, someone had sent party supplies and thought it was a bomb. So, like, we all thought that there was a bomb sent to us. Jeez. Yeah. Insane. And that's not even the most dramatic part of this entry, Emily. Not even the most. This is just a sentence. A, oh, there was party supplies at our school and it was really hot outside. That's it. Bomb threat, hot outside. It was it was so hot outside. Like, it was like 110. Um, that's like the thing I remember about, like, they finally let us out because we were locked in the classroom from like 930 in the morning to three o'clock. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was terrible, but it could have been worse. I know I it was hot. It was 110 degrees, California. September is always worse because you think like, oh, summer's ending. No, summer just fucking got here. But anyways, anyways, I I digress. I as as our friend uh, Johnny Grasso would say, I digress. Um, it was fun though because me and Chuck were making videos during it and after. Side note here, so Facebook was really big. When I was a, when I was a teenager. And mm -hmm. so Chuck and I would send each other videos on Facebook of just like us doing things. Like he would dance around random songs, do his little magic card tricks. Um, yeah, I would, I would do some videos too. Not very appropriate, I mean, but not like. You know, just like, you know, get up, move around, like dance, you know, slap my ass, you know, just okay, terrible things. So, so, I mean, so like you, youth group levels of not appropriate. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So it was fun, though, because me and Chuck were making videos during it and after. We've been talking a lot lately. On Tuesday, I play tennis horribly. My whole hitting strategy is all messed up now, and it makes me mad. I was also mad because of the fact that Dan is totally not talking to me anymore. He gave me hope like a month ago, like there are way better people out there for me. And now I thought that I was considering to go back to the thing I swore to stay away from. He lied. Yesterday was a weird day, too. I knew that something weird was going to happen that day and I didn't know what. And that I knew something weird was going to happen is in bold. Just letting you know. I went to tennis yesterday at Saquon and that was pretty cool. Chuck called me during tennis though because he was bored. It made me happy at first, but then it affected my gameplay. He would always do that fucking shit. I hated that. After that, I went to youth group and that's when everything went down. Chuck and I were just canoodling at first. Okay, so canoodling is like, like you know, arm around and like hugging. Like that's what canoodling is. Okay. Um, 
And it was nothing. It was weird because he was even doing it when everyone was around and they all thought that we were actually going out again. We then went out into the parking lot and sat down and just talked. He then started talking about how I would totally want him if he went to my high school, which was not really true. Yes, it was. Um, I wasn't even sure if I wanted it then. Yes, he did. After that, we all went behind the church and they expected me and Chuck to go start making out. At first, I was totally against the idea of doing that. Then all of a sudden, I was attacking his face. Literally, of course, I was thinking, what the hell have I done? And I kind of regretted it. No, you didn't. I remember just sitting inside of the youth room feeling so disappointed at myself. I was falling into the trap, I thought. But somehow, I think I am actually not doing it so easily this time. He talked to me last night and told me he wants to be with me, but he finally realized it would not work out because of different schools then he asked me what i wanted and i just asked him what happened between his feelings for blair he then told me that every wednesday we could act like we were going out but i'm not sure about that i need some time to think i was also very off today <laughs> i was glad the weather was horrible because it would have been terrible at tennis but oh well maybe i will figure everything out soon I want, I want, I want to sit young Brittany down and say, what do you mean you have to think about it? When his suggestion was, we can act like we're going out every Wednesday. You know, I thought that I was playing the game too. That I'm like, okay, I won't catch feelings. And this will show that I am capable of doing something that I didn't think I was capable of doing. Something I enjoy being with Chuck. But also something I don't enjoy having to play this like fairy tale game of every Wednesday we will pretend I don't know I just I was young <laughs> I was in love Emily I was in love you know reading this now and and especially like kind of like replaying like the conversations in my head of like the uh, oh you know every Wednesday like it makes me go back to the we could be friends or we could be like a couple but like not and I'm thinking like this is the same shit he was doing to me when you know like wh what the fuck Brittany I'm beginning to suspect this Chuck is not a very nice guy hmm. Chuck was a shitty person but like tried to be shitty. You know those people that are out there and like they're just mediocre people, but they just purposely just do shitty things like just because they can. Mm -hmm. That was Chuck. And I think that Chuck liked the attention that I was giving him. And of course, like I liked oh, it. Yeah, yeah I, I liked it too. I mean, Chuck was the first boy to acknowledge my existence as a as a female, as a young woman so like i was obsessed with that for so long because i mean i was a weird kid people didn't like me in middle school like i was bullied a lot like i i fucking went through it like i didn't have a lot of friends like you know people would tell me that, like they'd have to sit me down and be like Brittany, like we we can't hang out with you anymore you're fucking weird like we don't want you to sit at our table anymore fucking stop fucking go away so like the fact that like someone like acknowledged me like I I fucking loved that. I I fucking wanted that. So like I fought for it for absolutely no fucking reason. But I guess it just it taught me that don't fucking do that. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Yeah, but 
it made me who I am today. So I can read this and not be like sad. I can be happy that Brittany's not with Chuck right now. <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah. yeah. That's a positive. Yeah. Something weird was going to happen. Well, yeah, that's what happens at youth group, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Don't have your kids go to youth group. <laughs> Words to live by. Well, I think that pretty much covers it. I don't think there's anything else or anyone else that we need to shit on this episode. So, might as well end nah. it. Yeah, okay. Uh, where are you on the internet? Find me on Twitter and Instagram as Canto Brit. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind, and the show is at CantoBitePod. You can also uh, rate and review us on iTunes or we listen to the podcast. That would be great. Uh, send us Fuck Mary Kills. We haven't done one of those in a while. Send that to CantoBitePod at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Great. All right. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Yo, congratulations, Emily and Britt, on episode 100. I am now going to embarrass myself for you. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go. It's time to serenade my girl Lindo. Sorry, the ladies, where I had to say no, but if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto. No shame in the game, make even Rogue One seem tame. But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main. Yeah, that's fire. Love on the rocks, leaves the love on my socks. Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked, especially when y'all truly whips out his cock. Canto bite. Episode 100. Hey yo, I'm back. No fulcrum this time. I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes. My top three running through my head, you know. So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo. My girls E and B deserve congratulations. Our adulation for the weekly creation. My last celebration was all about them, but this time I gotta drop lines for our friends. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches. This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches. All my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brews Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruchy Dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grosso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse B at Scum and Villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time so I shout a rush too You know the list ain't complete without lesson boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name Don't feel no shame You love the fun The games And refresher bangs Hang on every word Of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes Every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word Maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know Maybe ask the girls If Yaddle squirts Take your CBD Send in your top three, And you'll always be A bitch like me
Let's get them, Eric.